Okay. My topic is knowing God. God wants a relationship with man, with us. God designed us as social beings who need relationships in order to thrive. I think it's safe to say that we all probably have at least one or two really close friends in our lives. How did you become best friends? You probably spent a lot of time together in the past. I met my best friend at Bible camp in Texas. This is Abby, and I met her at Bible camp when we were like 10 years old. And we never lived in, like we always lived at least six hours apart, so we've never been close, like in, that probably helped our relationship a little bit because, you know, when we saw each other, it was really special and we had to go our separate ways and come back and we were so excited to see each other. But um, we clicked instantly and began getting together every summer after that. We got to know each other very well. We learned about each other's likes and dislikes. We learned each other's habits, good and bad. I'm sorry, I'm so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking and laughing. Sorry, I missed this. We began to trust each other with our childish confessions from our real-life episodes of young schoolyard romance, which at the time were matters of life or death. We leaned on each other and looked to each other for guidance through those tough elementary and middle school years. Just knowing some things about someone does not make you their friend. You cannot be a good friend unless you really know that person, and your view of that person is not skewed. You will never enjoy the benefits of being friends with God unless you truly know him. There is a verse in Titus chapter 1, verse 16 that proves this to be true. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him. You may claim to know God, but do you really? If you believe you have <clears throat> a solid understanding of God, then to what depth? Let's dive in deeper, and hopefully we can all make some new discoveries together about our Heavenly Father. Everyone has their own thoughts and feelings about God. People often believe false things about Him because the way that our world portrays God. Most people in our world only know about God from a story that was told from their parents or maybe by a friend um, when they were young. My close friend who claims Buddhism talks about God as though he is merely a good feeling in the world. To some people, God is viewed only as a majestic deity upon a throne to be awed and praised. He is viewed as, mystical, as a mystical creature that oversees man and demands praises. Others view God as an exalted servant who always stands in readiness, waiting to answer and deliver our every request, prayer, and demand made of him. To some people, God is viewed more like a policeman. He is suited up and clocked in, ready to catch humans in any kind of wrongdoing. They envision him pointing fingers and punishing people one sin after another. Others place their God in a similar category as a friendly neighbor, or maybe the man, up, man upstairs, our bro, our buddy. I'm sure you see the flaws and absence of unity in each of these examples. Some of these examples have underlying truths, but each is flawed when viewed unaccompanied by other characteristics that together make a complete and satisfying relationship with our Lord. When taken all in and viewed from every biblical angle, God's characteristics shown to us are beautiful and suitably fitted. Let's look a little closer at these traits of our Creator. 
To reap the benefits of a Christian life, we must take time to study God and get to know him. Viewing God only as a majestic being is not wrong in and of itself. See Psalms 47, 8. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. This trait alone lacks many dynamics that help piece together and build our understanding of God and his whole personality. On the other hand, to view God only as an exalted servant waiting to answer and deliver all of our requests made known to him is also a false approach. In a sense, this is true, but does not have a solid structure to withhold God's entirety. God, God I guess that air, I don't know. I can open this door. Earlier. Um, I'm sorry. Where was I? What did I just last say? It's <laughs> so hot. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, okay. Psalm 4, God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. This trait alone lacks many dynamics that help piece together and build our understanding of God and his whole personality. Um, okay, the exalted servant waiting to answer and deliver all of our requests. In a sense, this is true, but does not have a solid structure to withhold God's entirety. It fails to include the commandments and obedience required by us in order to be heard of by him and receive his blessing. 1 Peter 3.12, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Um, also, Jeremiah 29.12 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. Others who may only view God as a policeman have clearly missed the evidence given through Scripture of God's love, grace, and mercy. Our God desires us to have an eternal home with him, and not the latter. He is, in fact, a rebuking God. He does show his anger, Job 4, 9. By the breath of God they perish, and by the blast of his anger they come to an end. But ab above all else, he is our forgiving Father. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For the people who place their relationship with God in a similar category as a friendly neighbor or maybe the man upstairs, well, they are missing the intimacy with God that he craves to share with us. The tone set here has much informality and comfort, therefore lacking reverence and respect. Written in Numbers 23, verse 19, it clearly states, God is not a man. See also Job 9:32, For he is not a man as I am. We see lack of respect for God all the time and overhear it in people's conversations nearly every day. How many times a day do you hear God's name in vain? These people who think God is like any other old friend and show no respect are strongly mistaken. Exodus 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. The writer in Psalm 86 says in verse 9, Unite my heart to fear your name. Do you fear God and fall at your knees in awe? Do you see the perfect balance and harmony in God? The manner in which we view these various features depends greatly upon our circumstances at a 
particular uh, phase of our lives. The nature of God is difficult for us to comprehend sometimes. That is why we must always be in his word, learning about our creator's many attributes that make him distinctive and altogether perfect. As we read God's written word, we are in fact communicating with him. As he talks with us, we should recognize the treasure that has been given to us and lay it in our hearts forever. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Bible abounds with verses that demonstrate the awesomeness of God, as well as examples of what our friendship with him should look like. The book of Psalms alone can be read and unfolded to show the many viewpoints of our God. Now I want to point out and highlight a few of these verses for you to help strengthen your understanding of God's characteristics. Here are a few examples of God the glorified servant. Psalm 71, 12. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste for my help. Psalm 27, 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Psalm 18, 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. In other verses in Psalms, the writer clearly shows a side of God that I'm sure all of us pray to never see. Um, for example, Psalm 6, 1. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Psalm eighty nine forty six. How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Psalm 38, 3. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. In great contrast, I also love the sense of praise and majesty that can be found in these psalms. Psalms 9, verse 1. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Psalms 47, 7. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Psalm 34, 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In Psalm 23, the essence of our closeness to God is captured in written form. It is in these verses that we find a description of the most loving and trusting friend. Psalm 23, I think we're all very familiar with. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today, each of us undoubtedly has an individual view of God and his relationship with him with man. However, the most important factor on our part must be our willingness to obey his commands that are clearly laid out for us. It is then and only then when we actively obey him, respect him, love him, praise him, and trust him, lean on him, that we truly reap the benefits of being his obedient and faithful child. As humans, we can never be perfect. God understands. We ask for his forgiveness and repentance. 
and then accept his grace. So if you desire a satisfying and very rewarding friendship with your creator, I encourage you to study him and his traits through his word. Get to know your God. Never stop growing in love for your father. Make it a daily habit to continually strengthen your friendship with God the Father. And on your daily journey, may you find the strength to demonstrate the Christ-like features that he has instilled in you. Your friends may not be perfect. Scratch that. Heed my warning. Your friends are not perfect. They are, in fact, just like the rest of mankind. They may let you down from time to time. They may be going through hardships of their own and not be as available to you as you would like them to be. Maybe they made a promise to you but did not follow through. Maybe you have had some misunderstandings with your friends and they have turned their back on you. If they dig deep and hone in on that God-given love, they will be back. If they live and practice daily acts of love with the right Christ-like attitude and recognize you as a child of God, they will be back. And if they never come back, may you ponder this question, do they really know God? And did they ever really care to come to know you? Perhaps they lack the knowledge and true understanding of God's endless, forgiving, perfect love. The point I would like for you to take away tonight is this. You have the perfect friend, but in order to do that, you have got to know him. Just as my best friend and I grew to really know each other throughout the summers of our youth, learn about God's likes and dislikes if you haven't already. Lean on him and talk to him daily. Come to him when your heart is heavy. Also, when your heart is happy. Come to him when you are grateful and joyful. Just come to him and come to know him. The better you know him, the better your relationship is going to be with him and with others. Call out to God with an open, honest, and trusting heart. You will not be disappointed. I close with this verse, Jeremiah 9:23 through 24. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. <laughs> That's all I got, y'all. <laughs>